ruthless, relentless, fearless, driven. Those are just a few of the words used to describe the late Kobe Bryant as a competitor. Kobe Bryant, without a doubt, is one of the 10 greatest players in NBA history. My question is, with all his accolades, with him being a walking highlight reel, one of the most exciting players to ever play in the NBA, is Kobe Bryant underrated? Let's answer that on the other side. It's the NBA Cypher. Let's go. Let's start with the beginning, everything in between, and then that epic ending. Kobe Bryant is a product of the 1996 NBA draft. And maybe a lot of fans forgot, Kobe wasn't a top 10 pick. Kobe Bryant was the 13th pick of that draft. And I think that draft, where he was selected, that shaped his career. Had Kobe Bryant went on to play for the Charlotte Hornets, I have no doubt he would have still been a great player. He would have still been a superstar. He would have found a way to at least win a title with the Charlotte Hornets. That's how special a player he was. He would have started right away. Kobe Bryant never walked into a gym and did not believe he wasn't the best player on the floor at all times. But again, going back to that draft, you can't blame the Sixers for taking Allen Iverson number one. AI was a monster in college. And you saw how he took on bigger, more sought-after players and destroyed them. There was no question in anybody's mind that AI was going to be the truth at the next level. There's no doubt. The Sixers didn't get it wrong. Let's look at it this way. Jerry West and the Lakers just got it that much more right. But AI is a legend onto himself. Marcus Camby played at UConn. He was a great college player, had a lot of success. You can't blame the Raptors. I understand the talents of Sharif Abdul-Rahim. Steph Marbury was a beast at Georgia Tech and was a beast in the league. Ray Allen is a Hall of Famer. Ray Allen was a monster at UConn. I'm not saying any of those teams got it wrong. Even the Celtics with Antoine Walker, who was a versatile, talented player, could do a little bit of everything. That's not a bad pick. I would say after Antoine Walker, Lorenzo White, I like Kerry Kittle. Solid player, had a solid career. Samaki Walker, Eric Dampier, Todd Fuller, Vitaly Potapinko. Those are six no's. Nobody was sure. They didn't want to take a risk on a high schooler. And yet Jerry West worked him out multiple times and saw something special. Knew he was next level. Knew he was different. So the Lakers trade Vlade Divac to the Hornets and get back 17-year-old Kobe Bryant. I remember that moment. As a Laker fan, remember, that was also the same offseason the Lakers got Shaq. Kobe's path is different from other greats. They all have their paths. Kobe went to a team once they added Shaq that was built to contend immediately. 
they already had a talented backcourt with Nick Van Exel and Eddie Jones. So Kobe wasn't going to start immediately. And yet his impact, you could feel it. The Lakers get to the conference semis. He's a rookie. He's 18 years old. It's game five. The score's tied, and Dale Harris puts the ball in the 18-year-old's hands, and he shoots an air ball. And look, young players in moments like that that shoot air balls or something disastrous happens, it can shake them to their core. It can break them. Kobe Bryant not only didn't break, he came back. He actually shot four air balls late in that game. Not because he was afraid of the moment. The fact that he had the confidence at 18 to take those shots. That was all I needed to know. I remember watching those games. And in the moment, I was upset. I thought it should have went to Nick or Eddie. But after the game, when you're talking to your friends and some friends are saying, oh, he's done. He'll never make it. He'll never return from this. I was like, I don't know. I was blown away when he missed the first one. But when he shot three more and he had that look in his eyes like he wanted to take another shot, there was something different about him. You want signature moments? Him becoming a Laker is a signature moment. Him taking those air balls against the Jazz in the playoffs, those are signature moments. The next year, as a six-man, he makes the all-star team. He's 19 years old. He's an all-star as a six-man. The year after that, the Lakers become a legit contender. In the 2000 Western Conference Finals, you want a signature moment? Game seven, Lakers down 14. They make a crazy run, get up by four. There's less than a minute to play. The Blazers have got to get a stop. The Lakers need to make a play. Kobe does the iconic crosses up Scottie Pippen, lobs to Shaq. That's a signature Laker moment. It isn't the moment that they won the title, but I remember when that play went down, I knew we were going to win the title. No disrespect to Reggie Miller's Pacers, a very good team. But I knew the Lakers were going to win the title. Game four of the 2000 NBA Finals. The Lakers are up 2-1. Shaq fouls out. They're in overtime. Kobe's 21 years old. He's 21 years old in the NBA Finals. Shaq's gone. Pacer Nation's going crazy. We got this. Shaq's gone. Kobe looks to the sidelines and says, I got this. The 21-year-old took over, dominated overtime, led the Lakers to the victory. And it was an important win because the Pacers obviously would blow the Lakers out in game five. The Lakers would close out the series in game six. Signature moments. I'm thinking about the time that Kobe Bryant scored the 81 points against the Raptors. And if you saw that game, the Lakers needed every one of those baskets. That wasn't a fluke. That was an amazing performance. That's something that any fan would never forget. And yet, we kind of gloss over it that because Wilt got 100 points, and, and no one's going to pass that more than likely. 
Wilts is a big man. He's a center. Most of those were probably dunks and put-ins or putbacks. Kobe's a perimeter player in this era doing what he did. That was amazing. That was a signature moment. The game winner against Phoenix in the playoffs, in the 06 playoffs, to give the Lakers a 3-1 lead in overtime, I knew when he chased down the loose ball, he wasn't going to pass to nobody. He was he had that look, and it's a Kobe Bryant look. It's a distinction that makes him different from any player. It's get out the way. And as soon as he rose up, I stood up. Money. I guess what I'm wondering is, too often, we always hear the conversation, Jordan or LeBron. LeBron James is an all-time great player. And most people think he's one of the three greatest players of all time. I have no problems with any of those people. Some even have him number one. But what I'm wondering is, when you look at their paths, when you look at their impact, especially on fans and their peers, is Kobe more revered than LeBron is among fans and peers? Even though most pundits will tell you LeBron's a greater player. They'll start with words like he played the game the right way. Um, he He's unselfish. He's fundamentally sound. And we know that Kobe Bryant was incredibly fundamentally sound. Did he take and make more tough shots than maybe anybody in NBA history? Absolutely. That was just his way. Not unlike his idol, Michael Jordan. Jordan thought the best option of most plays was Michael Jordan. And if you followed his career, he seemed to be right, more or less. Kobe was cut from that cloth. This isn't me saying I think Kobe's a greater player than LeBron James. There are some that will say that. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is, why is he more revered? When people say they grew up watching LeBron and that's what makes him special, I think that they forget we grew up watching Kobe. He grew up in front of us. Like I said, the air balls, the struggles. The Lakers didn't instantly become a title-winning team. They didn't miss right away. And when Shaq left after the three-peat, and people forget that, that three-peat, they forget about that. They, they also forget Shaq was so dominant in the finals, you almost forget how great and gifted Kobe was. Yes, Shaq was dominant when they played the Pacers. Deservedly so, he won finals MVP. But the Pacers' best players were all all-time great. Reggie Miller, Mark Jackson, Jalen Rose. Those were their three best players, and they were all perimeter players, guys that Kobe would match up with. When they played the Sixers, the Sixers' best player the guy that was drafted number one in Kobe's class, AI, the answer, the MVP of that season. That was their best player. Matumbo was the defensive player of the year, was their second best player, but their third best player was Aaron McKee. Two of their three best players were perimeter players, guys that Kobe would have to deal with. And if you saw how that Sixer team was built with Rajah Bell, 
with Eric Snow, George, George Lynch, and guys of that ilk, they had a bunch of rough physical defenders that all took a jab at containing Kobe. When they three-peated against Jason's kids, Jason Kidd's Nets, excuse me. Obviously, their best players were Jason Kidd, Richard Jefferson, Kerry Kittles. Those were their best players. And they were all perimeter players. Kenyon Martin, I don't want to leave him out. He's not really a per perimeter player, but he's a he's a guy that can defend perimeter players. Shaq was busting up Todd McCullough. And that's no offense to Todd McCullough. I'm 6'2", and I could probably bust up Todd McCullough. This is not me denigrating Shaq. Shaq is an all-time great. The Diesel's the most dominant player in that span that when they were three-peating, I think in NBA history. I'm not going to get into who's the greatest big man of all time because it's not him. This is about Kobe. What I'm saying is Kobe gets underappreciated. Too many times when people talk about great players, the first thing they want to say is, well, Kobe played with Shaq. This is true. But let's not make it seem like remove Kobe and just throw in any two guard and there's a three-peat there because that's not going to happen. Shaq played with Penny Hardaway, who was an incredible talent, versatile, could defend, assist, score, was 6'8". They didn't win anything. He and D-Wade were teammates. They did win a title, but that was when D-Wade was the man. And D-Wade won finals MVP. Shaq had Kobe, or people want to say Kobe had Shaq. Shaq had Kobe. Shaq dominated the perimeter or, or the paint. He controlled the restricted area. But Kobe had the perimeter on lock on both sides of the ball. Do not forget, Kobe Bryant is a 12-time All-NBA defender. He was great on both ends of the floor, elite on both ends of the floor. I remember after Shaq left in 07, the Lakers were struggling. They were on the verge. They had lost like six or seven games in a row. It looked like they weren't going to make the playoffs. Kobe wanted to right that ship, and he just went on this crazy streak, this crazy four-game streak where he dropped over 50. And, that was and then when the streak ended, here's the crazy part. It ended in a game in which he scored 43. That's how the streak ended. And to this day, only he and Wilt Chamberlain have pulled that off. Over 50 points in four consecutive games. Number eight would blow by you, would bang on you, would put you on a poster. Number 24 would torture you with his footwork, with his pump fake, with his range. People sleep on his overall game and his overall impact. We don't talk about the Olympics. We don't talk about how we had struggled. And when they put together that redeemed team with Braun, Wade, Mello, CP3, Chris Bosh, Jay Kidd, all those dudes, of course, we were favored to win the gold. But remember, when we played Spain in the gold medal game, there was eight minutes left in that game, and it was just a two-point game. It was tight. It wasn't LeBron. It wasn't Melo. It wasn't D. Wade who took over. It was Kobe. He scored 13 points those final eight minutes.
And when everybody else wasn't looking to shoot or didn't want it, that guy wanted it. That guy held it down. And that's why we won that gold medal. Don't sleep on that. In that championship game, Kobe came up the biggest. Not surprising. Maybe it's because we don't look at Kobe and just see his numbers, see his resume, even though it's impressive. 18-time All-Star, 15-time All-NBA, 5-time NBA champion, 12-time All-NBA defense, 4-time All-Star game MVP, 2-time finals MVP, led the league in scoring twice, and won the MVP in 07-08. That resume is as impressive as most resumes you'll ever see in NBA history. But I don't think that's why people are drawn to Kobe, why his peers revere him. I think it's the things like the kid that got drafted 13th in that 96 draft, the guy that shot the air balls in that conference semifinals, the 18-year-old, the cocky 18-year-old who won the 96 slam dunk competition, and the veteran superstar who tears his Achilles tendon and instead of leaving the game, walks back to take both free throws, makes both free throws, and then refuses help and walks off the court under his own power. I think it's that guy. Kobe Bryant is as gifted an athlete, as gifted a basketball player you will ever see or find in league history. But I think his greatest talent, it's his will. It's his stubbornness. It's his relentlessness. Even when his body was failing him, he refused to let it beat him down. I remember watching him his last season. His body was done. He was no longer that incredible super athlete that could play and live above the rim. He was struggling. He was laboring. He looked like a guy that had been in the league 20 years and it was about time for him to move on. 17 points a game, shooting under 40% from the field, under 30% from three. He just, there were moments, but that wasn't the Kobe we had known throughout his career. And yet, in his last game, what did he do? He went out the way you expect Kobe Bryant to go out in his last game. He took 50 shots. He scored 60 points. And the Lakers needed every one of those in a comeback win. He went out the way that most people dream of going out. He didn't have the Hollywood ending of winning an NBA Finals his last season or hitting a game-winning shot his last season, but an incredible season, career-ending performance I think that's summed up in so many ways why Kobe is so revered. Kobe Bryant, we all know, lock, first ballot Hall of Famer. We also know in the pantheon of great players, he's one of the 10 greatest. I've said that. But my question to you, and I started the show off with this, is real simple. I'd like to know your opinion on why he is more revered among fans and peers than LeBron. Hey guys, thanks for checking out the NBA Cypher. Hit me back next time.